Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, some of you might know that Maria and I had a very bad experience owning sheep some years ago. Neither of us had had any experience in shepherding sheep. I had been a cattleman much of my life, but cattle and sheep are very different. I've always loved cows. From my youth, uh, when I was growing up, my dad used to raise cattle on the side, either dairy heifers to sell for extra income or beef cattle for our freezer. And I did much of the work with them, much of the chores, and I liked it very much. And as a young man, I went into both dairy and beef farming. That was my first career. And when I immigrated to Canada and got married, I started a cow-calf operation with Maria, my wife, on our farm here. We had beautiful Charlet cattle weighing about a ton each and, and their calves each year. We did that together until I got too busy with construction work that required much travel which left my wife at home looking after those beasts by herself for months at a time, which, to put it mildly, she didn't really care for, especially when she had to inject the newborn calves with selenium and would have to hurry doing it before the mother noticed her and chased her off. They were very protective moms. So we switched after a while from cattle to sheep that were more Maria's size and easier to handle. But they came, of course, with other problems, predators. And you know, sheep must be the only animals on earth that needed human care from the very beginning because sheep seem to have no natural defenses. They can't run fast. They don't fight off predators, and they're not, they not all that intelligent, so they get in trouble a lot. Sheep need a shepherd. Well, the bad experience that we had came when Maria had the opportunity to travel with me on one of my construction jobs to the U.S., and our neighbors one of whom had a brother who was exper an experienced shepherd, offered to look after our sheep for a while, while we were away. So we took them up on their offer, but it ended up in disaster. You see, something more important came up for them, and they went away for a weekend. Yes, they left the sheep with plenty of food and plenty of water, but with no real security against predators. And that weekend, our sheep were attacked by two dogs that crossed the U.S. border, and we got notified that there was a problem after the weekend was over. We rushed home to find sheep scattered all over 
with most of them wounded or dead. Now that was not the only time that we had sheep attacked by dogs. Once while I was home, two dogs from a neighboring farm in Canada came and attacked one of my sheep. And I think I only noticed it hearing one of the dogs barking. When I went out, the two dogs were a hold of the sheep's neck and the sheep didn't make a sound. It just stood there pathetically as the dogs were trying to pull it down and, and to bite through its juggler vein. And none of the other sheep around seemed to make much of, of a fuss about it either. Some of them were just eating grass. That would have never happened with cattle. Cattle would all gang up and attack the dogs, especially if they had young around. While shouting and running at them, I, I tried chasing these dogs away. And they were big dogs. But having tasted the blood, they were not about to give up until mortally wounded by me. Sheep need a shepherd. They need a good shepherd, a shepherd who they belong to, who looks after them. And God used sheep as an analogy for his people in scripture, both in the Old and the New Testaments. His people Israel needed spiritual shepherds to feed them with God's word and to protect them from going astray into harm's way. And God, of course, trained Moses as a shepherd in the wilderness before using him to deliver and to lead his people, Israel, out of their bondage in Egypt. And God raised up more spiritual shepherds for Israel after that from Moses' tribe, the tribe of Levi. The priests of Israel were sons of Aaron, Moses' brother. It was their God-given vocation to feed and to guide God's people in worship and in knowledge of God's word and God's law. But as we saw from our reading in Ezekiel, and as we can see all through the Old Testament when we read it, the priests and Levites failed in their duty most of the time. They were well taken care of, but they neglected their duty to God's people. They took advantage of their God-given positions and abused their power until God had had enough and pronounced judgment upon them through Ezekiel and through other prophets. God told them that they had failed in doing their job. Here in Ezekiel, uh, chapter 32, verses four and five, he said, the weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. 
and they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. In other words, these leaders, these spiritual leaders, and also the kings of Israel did a terrible job. And because of their failure, God judged them. He took away their authority and he took away their blessing. And later on in that same chapter of Ezekiel 34, God spoke of a time when he would shepherd his sheep himself. He said in verse 14, I will feed them in good pasture and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. Well, if we think of the ministry of Jesus many years after that prophecy, the ministry of Jesus in the hills of Galilee and Decapolis, as the people flocked to him for healing and feeding, physical and spiritual, we can see that Jesus fit that description of God as their shepherd perfectly. And at that time too, the shepherds of Israel, whether priests or Pharisees or tetrarchs, all continued to abuse their authority and to neglect the sheep, to neglect God's people. Right up to the time that Jesus arrived on the scene, they were not doing their job properly. Otherwise, they would have recognized Jesus and pointed to him like John the Baptist had. But instead, they became Jesus' chief opponents. And Jesus exposed them publicly, as he did all who had claimed messianic authority before him and all who would do so after him. And in John chapter 10, he referred to them as hirelings, those who did not own the sheep, those who cared for themselves and did not care at all about God's people. They did not feed them, protect them, or care for them at all. They weren't worth their pay even as hirelings. They proved to be scoundrels, a liability. Jesus, on the other hand, was and is a good shepherd. He relates to his own as a good shepherd relates to his sheep. Jesus owns us and we belong to him. And yet he gave and gives his life for us, his sheep. The thief, Satan, came to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus came to save and to give abundant life. And that abundant life is already ours if we have entered through his door 
through Jesus' body broken for us. His blood shed for us. If we have identified by faith with Jesus' offering to his Father, his laying down his life on our behalf because of our sin, then we are in his fold and experience his shepherding, what is described in Psalm 23, a life of peace, of healing, of comfort, and of sufficiency with Jesus. Yes, it's still in a land that has danger and death and trouble and enemies, but that's okay because our shepherd is with us. And it is a life with the promise of everlasting peace, full of God's goodness and mercy and security in the end, which actually doesn't end. When all the danger and all the illness and death is taken away forever. Jesus says he knows his sheep and he is known by his sheep. They recognize his voice and trust his leading. Last week I was speaking about doubt and the absolute importance of the Holy Spirit to carry us through doubt and through the difficult times when we might otherwise doubt. One of the Holy Spirit's roles is to help us to focus on Jesus, our all-sufficient shepherd, and to reveal him. The Holy Spirit wants to open our hearts and minds, breathing new life into us through Jesus's words as we meditate upon them. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus's relationship to us, imparting the truth of Jesus's words that root us firmly in him, no matter what the circumstances and no matter what our feelings are. If we allow him, he reveals the truth to us that Jesus is our good shepherd, even when he allows difficulty and sorrow into our lives. You know, the aim of a good shepherd is the well-being of his sheep. He doesn't cut corners. He doesn't leave the sheep on their own for a weekend so that he can enjoy uh, some time for other interests. No, he is always with us. He even pursues us when we stray and become wounded or ill because we strayed and he binds us up and heals us. But he will lead his sheep through some difficult and dangerous places to get them to better pasture. He will lead them through some pastures that don't look all that appealing at first, but that will benefit them much in the end. They may be places of rock that will sharpen the grip of the hooves and provide necessary minerals 
for strength. In Isaiah 40, verse 11, we read that God tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. That's our good shepherd who owns us. So ask the Holy Spirit, who Jesus promised to be our helper, to help you to believe in the wisdom and the tenderness and the care of your good shepherd, Jesus, all the time, at every moment of your life. Only the good shepherd knows what is the best for a sheep. Ask to hear his voice of guidance in times of darkness and his voice of love in times of loneliness. Keep close to him each day. Keep your eyes on your good shepherd who gave his life for you and follow him so that you can live a life of abundance that he promises you. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you that you are our good shepherd. We thank you because we are so needy as human beings in this, in this world, this evil world, Lord, which you are coming to take us from soon, Lord. But in the meantime, we are here for your purposes. And we pray that you would protect us and lead us into wherever you have, whatever you have for us, Lord. But help us, Lord, to be assured. Lord, our anxiety is high these days as so much is happening around us, Lord. We need to know that you are close to us. So by your Holy Spirit, please help us. In Jesus' name, amen.